Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. This is attorney Matt Mangus. On today's program, we're going to discuss ushers and church safety. Joining me is attorney Sean McLaughlin, who uh, has lectured about uh, church and safety issues uh, quite extensively throughout South Central Pennsylvania. Um, So we want to talk about one area in in, in church safety, and that's the, the church ushers. Well, thanks, Matt. You know, this is a virtual constant in all churches, so I'm delighted to talk about this. Uh, one thing each church wants to do with their ushers is to be sure that they know who the ushers actually are. Now, I know this sounds kind of funny, but ushers not only handle money, but they are routinely called upon to greet members and visitors and will undoubtedly be called upon to react or respond to emergencies in the church, including dealing with unruly attendees. That said, it would be wise to consider a criminal background check for your ushers. Generally speaking, Someone who has theft convictions, particularly recent ones, should not be handling church funds. Similarly, someone with assault convictions may not be the person you want responding to a difficult attendee if and when they get out of line during the service. So anyone that's been going to church any amount of time has seen a medical issue arise at church. Yeah, and they do happen. I've had them happen at my church. Ideally, ushers will know some basic medical things, such as CPR. Training is easily accessible, and I recommend ushers be so trained. A basic knowledge of how to check vital signs is also a good idea. Also knowing the signs and symptoms of more serious medical conditions is quite helpful, such as what a seizure looks like, um, what a heart attack uh, might look like, um, and things you might do, loosening clothing, not restraining them, but removing harmful objects that are in their area, supporting their head. These kind of things you should have an awareness of. And one thing I should point out, if you don't know how to do them as the usher, you need to know who in the congregation can help you immediately. What about a person who gets disruptive in the course of a church service? Well, here's the key, and that's knowing what you're dealing with. Not all disruptions are the same. Uh, For example, Sesame Street, right? One of these things is not like the other. Uh, Some people may be disruptive, but not violent. A trained person can usually tell the difference. So generally, when confronted by a nonviolent disruptive person, two ushers should approach the person to escort them out of the sanctuary or from the premises. Removal should be done as peacefully as possible. Now, here's where practicing for this kind of emergency can really pay off. Knowing what to do in advance and knowing the types of things you should say can make all the difference. If the person, once removed, does not calm down, you might need to call the police or the emergency medical services uh, at that time. What if the person uh, does become violent? Obviously, Matt, that's a bit more tricky. This kind of person is usually angry and at times irrational. Someone who has mental health training can be useful in such matters. But that said... The usher should be familiar with ways to de-escalate the problem verbally if they can. Uh, Police should be immediately called if the situation is not rapidly brought under control. The usher should know when physical force is needed, such as when threats are being made or about to be made. Uh, And yes, if the threats are to cause death or serious bodily injury and the person is armed and able or appears quite able and willing to carry out such threat, more force may be needed, including deadly force, to stop that. Of course, the use of deadly force is a topic we discussed in a prior program and is obviously the last resort, but it is something that should be on the table, for example, to prevent the murder of attendees at your church if that's really an issue. 
And then finally, Matt, the ushers should have a way to alert the pastor in case immediate action is needed, such as an evacuation, or if the pastor himself must leave the church. Now, this can be done by a designated usher handing a piece of paper to the pastor, or in this modern era, sometimes by text, or by an usher simply standing in the back with a predetermined signal to give to the pastor. The plan might also involve the pastor leaving and have an associate take over if the pastor has to come down uh, off the pulpit. But frankly, planning ahead of time for all of this is really what needs to be done so that when an emergency arises, it can be dealt with properly. In the course of today's program, we've referenced a number of previous programs, and I would just encourage our listeners, if they're curious to uh, hear those, to go to our website, www.yourlawfirmforlife.com, and you can find uh, those programs there. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice, as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the Resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law, toll-free, 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.